0: Welcome, everybody, to Sailing Legends podcast. This is Diane Allen, your host here. And I'm so excited for the interview we have today for Sailing Legends podcast. As you know, we're here to memorialize and save and treasure the lessons, the lore, and the legacy that sailing has brought into the lives of many of the people I know currently and people I'm yet to know. Well, today, I had to drive a little bit and I hunted down a really excellent woman who does foredeck on big boats, sailing and racing. Now that is a very tricky position. It's one of the most dangerous positions on the boat and requires a lot of skill. And somebody I know, a very close friend of mine, actually is one of the best I know. So I have invited her on the show by showing up at her house and saying, here, we're going to do an interview. So welcome to the show today, my very good friend, Lisa Marshall. Hey Diane, thanks for
1: the intro. That's very flattering and uh,
0: it's good to see you. So I'm very excited. So I showed up, I pinned a microphone on her, and here we go. And so what I really would like you to share first, Lisa, with everybody is, How did you learn how to sail? How did you get into this sport? Um, Because you're really good at it. So how did you get here? It's like really amazing. Tell us the story. It's a long road.
1: I am one of those people who like to do a lot of things. I'm a jack of all trades. And when I get my teeth into something, I want to do it well. And I had gone through a rough patch in life a dear friend had gone to Davis Island and got into the Thursday night open racing, and she picked me up by my bootstraps pretty much and said, You're not gonna sit here anymore and feel sorry for yourself. You're coming out sailing. So I whimpered and said, Okay. Because <laughs> I was very pathetic at that time. And I am not pathetic now, it has totally transformed me. Um, First night out there watching a beautiful sunset, wishing for different circumstances, and as I started going week after week, all of a sudden the boat started to become like a second family, they started picking me up, people who cared about you, it was good to see you, not just, you know, the way everyone performed on the boat, and it's... It's like a team. And, you know, sometimes people mess up, including me. We all make mistakes. And, you know, it's being encouraging to each other when those mistakes happen. And it just became a passion. And the beauty and the surroundings and the world that, that you are exposed to is so different from being land-based, which is what most of my world had been. And um, through that boat, I met people, got on other boats, um, always stayed true to my original boat. And
0: through my second boat is how I met you, right? I remember I remember meeting you. And so what attracted you to foredeck? Now the Fordec is is the wettest position on the boat. It's the most dangerous. Um, and it's also takes a lot of skill. And here you are, this new person learning the boats and stuff. And so how did you land really loving doing four deck? For me,
1: it's the excitement. They say there's an expression in sailing, um, long periods of boredom punctuated by moments of sheer terror. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's true. I know every sailor knows that one. So uh, <laughs> that is four deck. Mm-hmm. And when you're trimming sails or when you're driving, it takes intense focus. And because of my job, I prefer not to have to be that constantly looking up at a sail and adjusting. I want to enjoy. And, and look around and enjoy my yes. surroundings. However, those moments of sheer terror when we're doing a mark rounding and I am covered in nylon and everything is chaos and maybe a boat bumps or something like that and they're asking in inquiries later and it's like, huh, I didn't see anything. Because <laughs> like, during those moments, no, I'm not enjoying the surroundings. I am just trying to focus on what I need to do, but it's a it's a short, intense focus like get this done, get this done, get this done. Okay, sit on the rail. Okay. <laughs> hold the boat down and and look around.
0: And that's that just suits my personality. Oh, that's amazing. I always wonder about that because I'm usually the one trimming or doing tactics and and I'm shorter than you and so sometimes I can do four deck but I don't have necessarily the height as well as a lot of people do for these bigger boats. And so I always wondered what drew people to Eck. So thank you for answering that question. Now I know. And, and I'm the other way. I like the constant kind of in the groove, like the boat is one with me. And to me, that's the same joy you experience looking around. I get like in that groove. So it's so interesting that on the team, all of our personalities play out in the different positions perfectly.
1: And yes, and what you do can make or break that little bit of speed, a little change here, a little tweak there, makes huge differences in, in the boat. So I'm happy to put your sails up and
0: down for you. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful. So okay, so then you sailed, we, then you met me and, yes. and um, we sailed together for a while. Initially, and we've sailed together lots of different times on and off over the many years. Uh, So, what was that like? The first time I met you
1: was kind of a very interesting race. A friend of a friend of a friend of a friend on a sailboat kind of deal. And I was like, okay, I'll go. (laughs) So, there I go. And it's three of us on a 34. Cal. a
0: 34, right?
1: And, um, I'm like, wow, this is a really big boat. And this is a really heavy boat. Cause I had been racing on J boats. So this Cal is more of like a aboard cruiser and, um, much bigger and heavier and just like, wow. Okay. This is a really cool boat. So how are three of us going to do this? but the way everything is rigged of course is a little different and all of a sudden we're poking along and typical Tampa Bay storm comes up so I'm muddling around on foredeck because of course at that point I'm still learning and and I, you never stop learning but this was a new boat and things work differently on every boat so the storm comes up and All of a sudden the sail has clips onto a wire but the bottom clip wasn't attached to the bottom of the boat and we're putting the sail up and all of a sudden the bottom of the sail goes way up in the air and it's like oh that's bad that's not supposed to happen okay what do we do now what do we do what do we do so diane comes running forward steve turns the boat Diane's there catches the sail hooks it on and goes okay we're ready to go now and it was like wow I want (laughs) to be that good (laughs) and it was like a zen moment because you guys never said a word to each other no it just (laughs) happened like okay but those kind of connections um, that you get where you you kind of just get into a groove with somebody where you don't even have to talk about it. Like when I ride horses and you're just one with the horse and I don't have to say a lot and just the slightest movement or sometimes thinking what I want to do and the horse can respond because he feels the changes in my body. And that's kind of that connection. When things go well on a boat, it's like a ballet and everybody's in perfect sync. And when those things happen, it's such a good feeling. And it doesn't always happen, which makes you appreciate the moments when it does. And being part of a team and trying to achieve that perfection together instead of just trying to do something alone. So I guess I'm very outgoing.
0: Yes, and you know, that's so funny because after that race was done, we just looked at each other and said, well, that was a Zen moment because we never said a word to each other. And Steve and I had been racing boats against each other and with each other since college. So we pretty much can sail together with, with very little words most of the time, and, but you didn't know that. No. So you, you were just coming on to race with us and none of the other crew showed up. So it was the three of us and we're out there and, and it was very interesting. And, and so that, that was a great introduction to um, a different kind of sailing on a different kind of boat in a different way, and yet it was still a race with different people that you got to meet. So can you think of any experience, which I know you've had, that you kind of look back on it now, years later, you've been sailing for a long time and you've done all kinds of wild fun racing and cruising and deliveries and all kinds of experiences. Can you think of an experience where, um it was really necessary for people to have each other's back almost like, you know, I tell everybody that since sailing is the second most dangerous sport in the world that we really have to be with it with each other because if we're not paying attention with each other, things can go bad really quickly. Have you ever been in one of those kinds of experiences where it was really, it was hairy or it was really tricky and the team had to come together and whatever pops in your mind is probably the right story and would you tell us a little bit about how that, how that worked and what did you gain? What did you learn or gain from that experience? Wow, I think you find strength in yourself that you don't
1: know is there when things go really wrong. Um, storms come up when you're out there, when we're doing distance races. You can't always predict. Mother Nature doesn't always give you fair winds and calm seas. So when those things happen and sails can rip, boats can kind of what they call round up where they go a little further over than they should,
0: or the rig can come down. Or the mask, rig comes
1: yeah. down, which I have had the experience of twice. And it's a it's it's like wow, it's up there one moment and the next moment, it's like, how did that happen? So I was on foredeck calling the line and I was holding on to a, a part of the rigging and all of a sudden it went really slack. So I turn around to ask the back of the boat, what are you guys doing? Because there's a lot of slack here and this should be tight. And I look and the mast is in the water. So it had broken. And at that point, it's like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And somebody looks at me and goes, Lisa, what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, I guess we got to get everything back on the boat. <laughs> so everybody starts pulling lines, and we had to get the sails out of the water. And at that point, other boats, because it was a race, uh, some once the race started and then the people that were kind of hanging around were free and could come over to us. Everybody started helping us. Um, We did have a sail that was quite tangled and someone had to go in the water. So I go in the water and one of my teammates says, don't go in without a life vest, don't go in without a life vest and threw a life vest on me and made sure I was safe. And when I hit that water, I was so thankful for that life vest because that, water was so cold it was february and it took the breath out of me and i was like wow i it would have really been an effort if i hadn't had that life i on to get out there and unhook the things i needed to unhook and um you know there are some moments and i can understand why it is one of the most dangerous sports one of the mottos on a boat that we used to race on together was we race to be safe was the first thing. We race to have fun and we race to win. But if we lose sight of the first two, then we're doing something wrong. So, and safety is huge and things can happen so fast. And we all know things that have happened. People have lost tips of fingers and ropes and things like that. So, just. And awareness, and it it does make it exciting because there is an element of danger
0: and risk, and right. we all like that. Yeah, there is. There's a definitely an element of danger and risk, and and the rig comes down, and you're on the foredeck, and you're the person that jumps in the water to untangle the mess in the water because that's who you are you'll be the first one to jump in and help and sort out you weren't somebody who you know ran down below and tried to pretend like it wasn't happening and you reminded me of when of a race that i was in off apollo beach on the day on a j29 where our fordek guy um was overestimating what was going on and he left the ford hatch open and he fell in and cracked his ribs and actually ended up like slicing his liver, I believe, and it was very sick. It was very ill for a long time. And I ended up having to do four-deck after they airlifted him off the boat, or they got him onto another boat, and then the rest of the race, I had to do four-deck. And I'm not the right... I can do it. I technically can do it, but this, my height and stature is not like you guys, and so it was like, that was really tricky. And um, But I did it the whole time knowing that that person was not really paying attention to safety in the way we tell people to, and was getting ahead of themselves, like almost like mishitting in tennis. And they got so far ahead of themselves that they didn't realize that they are the ones who left the hatch open that created the problem for themselves. And then of course, it became a very big medical emergency on the boat. And and um, it, it was something that you just reminded me of that because it's, it's like, we're all in this together and we're all supporting each other. And at any moment there could be an emergency that you have to handle, and is everybody on the boat able to handle it or willing to step in and help out other people on the boat? Like the person who said, "Put a life jacket on." When the adrenaline's going, you may not think you need it. You dive. You're a good swimmer. That is not the first thing you're going to think of, right. even though it was required, like you said, because it was so cold. Or otherwise, it still was. You know, it was, still was the best move. But I know how I'm a really good swimmer too. I used to swim across Sarasota Bay when I was a kid. Like I can jump in the water and clear a sail and you need to make sure that you're taken care of in the best way you can in those situations. So you just reminded me of that whole thing. I'm like, oh my, you know, that sometimes when we're out there racing and we love the adrenaline and we love the competition, we also have to pay attention to the care and camaraderie of the teamwork and what it really takes. To make it all work
1: it's one of the things i do when i teach now when people come on the boat and new people and it's like i don't care how much the back of the boat is yelling at you (laughs) this has to happen before this can happen and if you forget there are serious consequences and sometimes you know in the intensity of the moment we are in different worlds they call the front of the boat frontier land the middle of the boat adventure land and the back of the boat fantasy land because you want what and you want it when and you want it now <laughs> sometimes yeah yeah we have to laugh and you know closing the hatch after that incident because you were on that boat but i was i was on a different boat during that race mm-hmm. and ever since that that, that never left me and I tell people, I don't care how much they're yelling at you to get those sails up or down. You get that hatch closed because if you fall through it, it can be serious. And those seconds can mean the difference for the rest of your life if you've got damaged organs or whatever. So, yeah, safety is important. And there are moments that are beautiful out there, too. Our delivery. Yes. Yes. You remember that one. Oh, that
0: was a great delivery.
1: That was one that I will never forget. And it's one of those things that you'll never repeat, but you always hope to find again. We were doing a delivery from Davis Island to St. Pete, not a big deal. There were several other boats going for a race that was going to be in St. Pete on the weekend. And it was a beautiful night. The breeze was at our back. Mm -hmm. We had only the main up. We did not have a lot of sails up. Mm -hmm. The boat was hitting almost nine and ten knots, which is very fast for a boat of that size that we were on. It was a J thirty five. We had bioluminescence in the water. The water the wakes of the other boats as we're doing the delivery with the wind at our back, so it's it's really quiet. You don't have a lot of noise coming in, but yet we're going really fast. And we had dolphin come up beside the boat. <sighs> oh. And the trails that the dolphin left in the luminescence, I will never forget it. I have I've never goosebumps. experienced anything like that since then but sometimes deliveries can be even more fun than races so i always jump at a chance to do a delivery
0: as well yes that that, that night i still i have goosebumps as you're just reminiscing on the story because it was so magical and, and i love to race and it's those deliveries or some of the other events that make remind, remind me that sailing and the the connection to the water and the connection to the wind and the connection to the boat and the people and all of that is second to none you know and then i just thought about a delivery when you mentioned delivery with on the same boat and i had the boat owner with me and myself and i there were a couple other people on the boat but you were not on the boat and the only reason why i know this was because the boat owner who usually steers the boat decided to put the spinnaker up coming down the gulf in 13 you know knots of breeze and so um this particular boat owner who i just love and love 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 um never really went to that part of the boat where lisa is and so he's like well we're going to put the spinnaker up and it was blowing a lot of wind it was very very windy and it was straight downwind and it was a delivery and really you want me to work okay fine i'll work because uh, my job on the boat is called the 35 foot dash in other words run around and fix the mess everybody else makes as much as possible which was fun and i loved it and i love this the boat owner so um We were coming down the Gulf from Clearwater Yacht Club down. We had to go to Egmont to go back into Davis Island. So, you know, we're going down the Gulf of Mexico and there's like eight foot seas and we're surfing this boat and it's beautiful and he wants to put the spinnaker up. And so we did because he owned the boat. That's what you did. And it was one of the most amazing spinnaker sets. And as we're surfing and there's water everywhere and it actually worked with only three of us on the boat, he looked at me and he goes, Lisa would be proud. And he was so proud of himself for doing Lisa's job on a delivery with way more wind and not nearly the right amount of crew, (laughs) but the way, the, the look on his face that he knew his four deck person would be so proud of him. And, and I still think about it all the time because the look on his face and I'm thinking, how are we going to get this thing down? (laughs) This, these sails on this boat are very big, and there weren't very many people. There was, I think, there was three or four of us at the most on the whole boat. And I'm like, "Oh, all righty then." But we got that tied up all in Lisa's honor. So even when she's not there, the the owner of of that particular boat was very proud of himself for getting a spinnaker launched in a right way, perfectly, and everything nice and cleanly. And and his response, Lisa would be proud. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, that's what you just reminded me. Because sometimes you're right. Sometimes the deliveries. You get to know people better or you just have these experiences that are are just, they stay with you forever. They stay in our being forever. Yeah. And so I know you've also done some ocean racing um, and been out overnight and done all kinds of amazing things out there. And things happen, right, as we're at sea. So um, when you think about any of your... um, overnight experiences or night races or overnight. Is there any particular story about any of those that you think about that might be fun to talk about?
1: There are many. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, You can tell more than one. Well, on on a different boat, a smaller boat, and I got a chance to do Key West, because the boat that we raced together on wasn't going. And um, again, the wind is at our back. It's, everybody had to take a turn driving. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Fordeg does not go behind the mast. And the back of the boat does not step on Fordeg because it's just different worlds. And yes, I can, grind a winch i can wrap a winch i can trim a sail can i tweak it to make it get the most out of it no no that's not my forte but they decided everyone since there weren't that many people on the boat everyone was going to drive and i'm like are you sure because i drive like a drunk sailor it's it's an art to hold that tiller and keep that boat within three degrees of the heading that you want. And it's not the same as driving a car down the road and staying in your lane. Nope. I need the entire eight lanes of road, and maybe I can (laughs) keep the boat in the eight lanes, but I sure can't keep it in one lane. And I'm like, are you sure you want me to drive? And they're like, yes, yes, okay. Again, hit some speeds, surf down waves. It was a spinnaker, so it has a different feel than the the normal sails that you see, like the jib and the mainsail. And um, it's a little more forgiving than a jib. And we're surfing down waves. What a rush. <laughs> you know, stepping out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and Doing something different, even on a boat. Forget about stepping out of your comfort zone anywhere else in life, but it's the take that opportunity and and do it. And it's it's amazing what you can learn about yourself as well while you're like, hey, I can really do this, and wow, that was so cool, and just have some amazing moments. So.
0: Yes. Oh, that's really that's really neat, especially on on the Q S race. Because and I will tell you,
1: I get seasick. But that's not going to stop me, because the joys you get out of being out there far surpass a little bit of discomfort. And if I know we're going out in the Gulf and it's going to be rough, I'll take a pill. And I'll be tired. So that's where being on four deck, okay, I'll get that. Rush, 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 rush. Okay, sit on the rail. Flop, snooze. <laughs> Flop, snooze with your head as you're sitting on the rail. Oh, you want what? Okay, got it. Run, 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 run. But um, yeah, I
0: don't let that stop you. Do not let that stop you because there's so much joy out there. So if somebody's listening to us right now and they're going, I don't even know what the Sailing Legend podcast is about, and we're talking about lore and legends and stories of sailing, it's all to preserve the beauty of it all. And so if somebody's listening to us right now and they're going, yeah, but I can't, yeah, but I can't. Or maybe they're a little curious and like, I well, the way well, she's talking, I could probably do it. Maybe, you know, and they're feeling a little hopeful. What would you tell that person who's pondering, but isn't ready to take action yet.
1: Don't let fear hold you back. Think about like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, I can get seasick, yep. I've done that. I've had the sympathy of everybody on my boat as you're hanging off the rail and making weird noises um but okay learned that lesson take a pill um don't let fear hold you back the and think about like the worst thing that could happen you could embarrass yourself okay you'll live you know you might not like it okay good to know and now you've taken that off your plate you'll live you'll survive the hour or 2 hours or whatever when an opportunity arises and just never pass up an opportunity to experience new things because you never know what you're going to like if you never try it so somehow some way there's always opportunities out there whether it's joining a club or um the, the bay sailors where people you can go out um, find a way
0: find a way to to at least try it so how would you describe the relationships that are built and maintained in the sailing community as you know it how would you describe them like a family You may,
1: in the intensity of a moment, get annoyed with somebody when they don't release a line fast enough and you're trying to pull a sail in and the line is wrapped around the winch and you can't pull the sail in and you're jumping up and down trying to get somebody's attention to take the line off the winch so the sail can come down and everybody's yelling at you to get the sail down, but you can't because it's side up and I am not stronger than a winch. and that's, you know, okay, but then let it go. It's all in the moment of racing. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person or whatever. It's, it's like, it's just like a family, but it also brings you closer because you've had these common experiences and you can laugh about it afterwards. It's kind of like when you're skiing and you tell the stories after after the skiing Mm -hmm. you know or whatever it it's just and it does bring you closer because you survive that intense moment together
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and there are people that i've sailed with that i haven't talked to in forever but if i see them we could just pick up and and catch up like no time has passed because you've got that foundation of a bond that you're not a stranger to me
0: right yeah because when we're out there racing it's we're all in this together and there's a connection that no words really can describe but you did a great job of describing it so i only have a couple more questions you've been very patient with this little stop by and let me ask you questions night but one of the things i'm wondering is if we sat here today and you looked back over your your time of sailing from that day that your, your friend picked you up and said, no more moping around, you're going sailing with me, and little did you know what you were getting into, and you look back over all of that time, what would you say is the biggest highlight?
1: Wow. I would say the zen moment that we talked mm-hmm. about, that was one of the highlights. Um, winning some races making connections with people in a way that you it's hard to explain that it's a passion for something that we all share and it doesn't matter where you are around the world I I still follow some of the people that I used to sail with that are sailing around the world they're in New Zealand right now and I look at their stories and yeah, I don't talk to them all the time, but we're still connected. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest mm. takeaway. It's just expanding and you see the best of people, you see the worst of people. We've seen you know, people who get really seasick and never want to get on a boat again and that's okay that you see people like me who can get really seasick, one of the girls recently that just started racing with us that got really seasick, but she took that as a lesson. Okay, next time I will always have warm clothes with me because no matter what, nature is not always kind and it can get cold out there even when it's 80 degrees outside if it's raining. So always be prepared.
0: like good boy scout girl scout <laughs> right <laughs> now i was really blessed being raised by um racing sailing parents and and one of the first things we always learned was hypothermia and making sure you're warm and it can be air temperature can be 80 degrees in florida in the middle of summer but when you're out there at night it's cold it feels cold and you have to be dressed appropriately and so sometimes people these days who don't necessarily have had those lessons which is why this podcast has been started was to preserve some of these lessons, um, people don't really realize that there are these things we have to learn along the way if we're going to enjoy the sport, enjoy the connection with each other in a healthy, safe way that can be enlightening and fun and happy. Like, you know, when, when the sun gets ready to go down and I'm at sea, I go, down, I go down below before, wait, you know, about 20 minutes or so before it's done and I've completely changed into my night gear. And I'm usually the only person who's totally warm on the boat and comfy and everything's great. Now, when the sun gets ready to come up, I'll change back into my day gear because that's just how I was trained. You know, so I'm glad you brought that up. You reminded me of that. I just kind of do that. Like, Oh, <laughs> Oh God, this is great. Thank you so much for, for entertaining me and letting me come into your home and interrupt your evening and ask you all these really cool questions. But I only have one more and that is, Is there anything that you would like to say to all the listeners, this podcast is already in 27 countries, and um, who are thinking about sailing and the the legends of the sea, is there anything you would like to say that I didn't ask you about or didn't come to mind but is coming to mind now?
1: Well, there's so many things. (laughs) I'm thinking of a t-shirt I have. It's like, you can fall off the couch and die you know you can do this and die you can do that and die and you know we're all gonna die but get out there and go live while you have the chance
0: yeah get out there and go live while you have the chance go do it yes yeah that's brilliant i love that so everybody you've been listening to lisa marshall who is an an exquisite four deck person on um J35s and other boats here in the Tampa Bay area at Davis Island Yacht Club and all around, she's well sought after for that position. So she's also one of my good friends. And so I stopped by her house to ask her to share with us some of her lessons and some of the legacy and stories from her sailing career. So check out other stories. Thank you, Lisa, for being on the show. Thank you. So everybody remember, that sailing and the stories and the lessons and the relationships we build on the water last for a lifetime and there's really no word to describe the power of it. So may you have fair winds and following seas until the next episode of the Sailing Legends podcast. This is Diane Allen telling you to be well and sail on, sail on.